Welcome back to our podcast, Chronically Iconic Mistakes. I'm your host, Jocelyn. And your co-host, Raya. So this episode is unfortunately very close to my backyard in the Norton Shores, Michigan area. On April 26, 2013, news broke around the estate that beloved Jessica Herringa disappeared while working her night shift at the Exxon gas station in Norton Shores. The only thing left at the scene of the abduction was Jessica's car and jacket, along with her purse with a large amount of money still inside. Police also found drops of blood outside of the station, which matched Jessica's DNA, along with parts of a firearm just feet away from where the blood lay. Okay, stop, because it totally freaks me out when murders are just murders. Like, there was money, and they just didn't take it. Like, their whole motive was just to kill someone. Mm-hmm. Well, in this... Or, or just, you know, take them, whatever. Like, something. Yeah, yeah, like, it wasn't about money. Like, I can almost understand money a little bit, but I can't understand anything besides that. Especially at, like, a gas station. Yeah, for real. Like, what the fuck? So, now get this. April 25th, 2013, a woman who frequented the gas station saw Herringa working late at night alone. She commented that Herringa shouldn't be alone at night, and a man who was in the station overheard and made the comment, she's got her customers looking out for her too. She noticed that Herringa shook her head and kind of shivered, kind of like like a chill ran down her spine type of shiver. Like, no. She stayed- No, I'm sorry, that's just so creepy. <laughs> it is creepy. <laughs> this shit is why I hate gas stations. It is, and like I don't understand why people are still allowed to be alone at night at gas stations. Well, and like don't say it to people. Like if somebody asks your coworker's work schedule, do not give it to them. Yeah. Don't make it a point for other people to know they're there alone. Yeah. And like I know they thought it was harmless, but it isn't. Yeah, I definitely. If somebody would have been like, "Are you here alone?" I would have been like, "Oh no!" Like yeah, like we used to do that. Oh yeah, I would always do it. I'd be like, "Oh, my coworker's in the back." In the back, yeah. And I'd always be like, oh, he's in the back. How do you like that? And like, then my fucking know. coworker would walk through the front like five minutes fucking later. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, that was the worst. <laughs> she stated Herringa wasn't her usual happy self and that she could tell something was very wrong. So the customer parked outside until the station closed and she did see the man leave that night. I really do believe that this was the man who was the cause of her disappearance and that he was just stalking her. I think he wanted to see kind of like a best course of action to complete what he needed to do. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, the biggest thing to me is like that she noticed that Haringa was like uncomfortable when he stated that. Like, that's Mm -hmm. a huge red flag to me to be like, hey, is like something going on? Like, you want because like. I don't know. That's just really weird. Yeah. And instead, she just kind of parked it outside for one night. Like, I would have at least reported it to the police or, like, talked to her when the man left. Yeah, that's, like, I I don't know. The whole thing is really weird, and I hate Mm -hmm. it. Oh, I just hate it. So, Susan Follett, an employee from the gas station, was out for a ride that night near the station, the night that uh, Jessica disappeared. She testified that she saw a silver minivan driving towards the gas station. She said the headlights turned off and she got suspicious, so they watched from a parking lot to see what the van would do. The van pulled around the back of the station. The lights outside of the station went off, even though they were required to stay on, so she thought that was a little weird. 
She said that she saw the van's hatch light going off and on like the van's trunk was trying to be shut, but something was in the way. She saw a man get into the driver's side and pull away. They followed the van a short ways, but couldn't see any movement from the back of the van, so decided it wasn't that big of a deal, I guess. Um, she did mention she sus- suspected Jessica of stealing product from the store and didn't go inside because she wasn't a manager, but, like, all of the signs pointed towards something was wrong and you still didn't call the police. This is, that's so weird because she seems to remember so many details and yet she still wasn't that concerned. And she made it a point to say, like, I thought Jessica was stealing product from the store, but I mean, like, money was always accounted for. So why did you think she was stealing? Yeah, that's really, like, the whole thing just seems so weird to me because a lot of times witnesses mm-hmm. can't remember a lot of this stuff. <laughs> Not to, like, try and point fingers. It's just weird. Well, she was just, like, super distraught on the stand, too. And I just, I think... It's really easy to blame them for not doing what you would have done. Yeah, but like, right. You really like, should have just fucking called the police. If you if you feel like something's sus, like you gotta follow your gut on that because half the time you're mm-hmm. probably right. Yep. And then shortly after noticing all of this, she received a call from the manager that she needed to go into work because Herringa was missing. And did she still not report it? Um. Honestly, I didn't find anything but i honestly don't think she did oh my god she might have like when she got there and the police were there but that's true but i still just would have been like yo we gotta talk <laughs> yeah like as soon as the manager called me I would have been yeah like, oh i would be like hey wait <laughs> wait a second so for the next three years twelve thousand hours were invested in tips received search warrants executed ground and underwater searches conducted And nothing, unfortunately, came out of it. Jessica Herringa was presumed dead, but her body was never found. She did leave behind her then three-year-old son. Right. That's really sad. But this is the energy that we are talking about. Like, why can't every Mm -hmm. case be like this? Come on. Yeah. I honestly don't understand how they kind of break up cases. Like, how are you going to devote 12,000 hours to one case and, like, like, 10 to another? Yeah, like, what is that? (laughs) Like, who's making like, these just, decisions? Because I'm not happy. I mean, I I know it's counties and everything, but this was Norton Shores, which was complete, super close to Mesquite. Yeah, like, they don't even take care of half of the crimes that happen. So, like, I'm glad they're do- giving yeah. it the attention it deserves, but, like, why can't we have the energy for this on everything? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, on June 29th, 2014, Rebecca Bletch is shot four times in the head while jogging. She does die at the scene. Um, Unfortunately, there isn't much about Rebecca, um, but she does tie in later. Um, Finally, a break in the case came in 2016 when a then 16-year-old Madison Nygaard was involved in an attempted abduction. She was lost walking home from a party when a man in a silver van asked her if she needed a ride. She requested and said to just use his phone. He said, sure, if you if she got into his van. When she did, he quickly rolled up the windows and locked the doors and told her the phone was dead. He drove off and pulled a gun on her. No, you never get in the car. <laughs> I if know. If you didn't want to ride, you walk. Honestly, I don't want to blame her for getting no, in the I, car. No, I know. 
Because she was 16 and, I mean, she was probably very distraught from being lost. But, yes, people... Just don't. If a guy is like, yes, you have to get into my car, my phone's being charged, like, it won't reach you, then be like, okay, well, then I'll just keep walking. <laughs> like, too damn bad. I'll find someone with a phone I can use. Yeah. Ugh. Especially in, in Norton Shores. I mean, I know it's not quite as bad as Muskegon, but it's close, man. And she is quoted on MLive stating, I was crying, just begging him to stop the van. She said, I had no idea really just how dangerous this man was. She ultimately did decide to jump out of the moving vehicle and made it to safety to call the police. God, can you imagine having to jump out of a moving vehicle to save your own life? Honestly, she reacted so quick. I commend her for Like, that. what a badass. Yeah, what a badass. Like, good for her. Like, honestly. Like, she had time to cry, beg him, and then jump and out. And then jump the fuck out, he, yeah. all the while, like, he had a gun in his hand, like. Yeah, fuck. like, she is amazing. Seriously, mm-hmm. such a fucking badass. But, like, I just can't even imagine, like, having to make that choice. Mm-mm, because I'm a freezer, so, like, I would fucking freeze. Oh my god, no. I need to work on that. <laughs> no, you do. I, that really stresses I me do. out. I have been working on it. So the the murderers that are listening to this, don't try to murder me because I have been working on my freeze. And also, like, I will leave me some cake in you if you do. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> like, seriously, I would. <laughs> Honestly, I would be afraid of you if you yeah. can. Yeah, like, you are they terrifying. They fucking should be. I am. Good. <laughs> But also kind of intimidating (laughs) sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So police pulled surveillance and linked said van to a Jeffrey Willis, a longtime resident of Muskegon, Michigan. A search warrant of Willis's home tied him to the attempted kidnapping as well as both Haringa and Bletch's murders. Ugh, fucking hate him already. (sighs) Yes, it gets worse. In In his home, they found a folder... On the computer labeled Vix. Um, and the subfolders within that folder contained pictures of both Herringa and Bletch. In the van, they found his gun along with a toolbox with bondage items and sex toys. Also on his computer was, a th- was thousands of videos depicting rape, torture, and abductions of women. There was also a list of names and phone numbers of different women, and it didn't really go into it, but honestly, I'm starting to think that maybe it was, like, victims that he wanted. Oh my god, that's fucked up, dude. And then under the driver's side, they found a safe with syringes and insulin with a photo of a human body, which was labeled with injection sites. Bro, what the fuck? So, in his shed, they did find a list of serial killers. I'm presuming these killers were, like, ones he aspired to. Um, the one he was most interested in and was underlined was the toolbox killers, um, which they kept all of their, like, bondage items and everything in toolboxes and killed their victims. So, he basically was trying to beat them. Serial killers have no business having heroes that are other serial killers yeah it is a really like are you fucking serious it's fucking weird (laughs) you can't just look up to another serial killer like stop it like and this is where that feels illegal this is where i'm like it's almost bad that like like the computer's a thing like they can just like get ideas like this guy made a whole persona over the the toolbox killers 
Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Like, the internet can be used for some really fucked up shit that, like, we just don't think about. If you're gonna be a serial killer, just be fucking original. Dude, right? Like, I'm not telling you how to serial kill. But, like, if I was gonna do it, I would probably do, like, my own original thing. Like, why are you out here copying people? Like, the whole purpose of... (laughs) I shouldn't say, like, the whole purpose of serial killing. But, like, it usually is for the fame, at least. And this guy's just copying shit. Yeah. Like, he didn't even do it right. Like, you gotta at least be original. Right. Fuck you. Jesus Christ, dude. Get it together. So, they also did find underwear that was stolen from his coworker. Um, The gun that he used was also stolen from her as well, which is interesting because he was on the, like, he was on the spree for years and... I don't think she ever, like, was like, hey, my gun has been stolen. And correct me if I'm wrong, but if your gun's used in a crime, like, you can be tied to that. Yeah, you have to. The reason you need to report it immediately is because if you don't report it, then the crime comes back on you. I don't know if people know to do that. And I also don't know if her gun was, like, legal because it is Muskegon. You just don't know. So the gun did match shell casings at both Rebecca's murder and Madison's kidnapping. They also found a firearm accessory that matched his gun at Jessica's crime scene. So he was linked to all of them. In September 2016, Jeffrey Willis was charged with the kidnapping murder of Karinga and was found guilty in 2018, which really honestly shows how long our judicial system takes. Yeah, I fucking absolutely hate that. It takes so long. So November 2nd, 2017... Willis was also found guilty for the murder of Rebecca Bletch and was also charged with attempted kidnapping of Nygaard, child pornography from 2011 that involved an unsuspecting 14-year-old neighbor, and he is also a suspect in an unsolved murder of a 15-year-old girl from 1996. So essentially, this guy was on a rampage for 20 years um, in Michigan, going under the radar at every fucking turn. 20 years 20 fucking years how insane is that to think about like it is 2022 how did we how did we miss that yeah and it's really creepy because like i grew up in that area so yeah. i'm just thinking like there was a fucking murder just hanging out that Dude, whole that's time so fucked up. and also i do want to throw in there that his face is fucking punchable like i've never have you ever met one of those people that you're just like i really want to fucking punch you yes that's his i've face. met a lot of those people but now i have to look them up yeah like i just ugh. and then he has the audacity to cry Ugh. no stop he looks so school shootery he does look really insane and he looks kind of familiar which is kind of creepy yeah right like i really hate i that. guess he looks like every other murderer <laughs> like that gets caught like- <laughs> I guess you're right. Like, look at his big ass eyes. Like, oh my god, I hate you. Anyway, are you ready to get pissed off? No, I already am. No, this, it gets worse. So, anyway, get this. On June 21st, 2016, Kevin Blum, Willis's cousin and a former prison guard, was charged with lying to police during a violent crime investigation. He stated that he helped Willis Willis dispose of Jessica, but then pleaded no contest and said he was lying and he didn't actually help, which 
my dude, that's fucking weird. That's like a weird thing to lie about. How are you going to lie about disposing of somebody's body? Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I, I understand that there are people who, like, lie, um, you know, and, like, admit to a crime they didn't commit for attention. But that's a little weird. It's just weird. Like, you, you don't lie about that. Because he, he has details and we'll talk about it. So, Blum was also charged with being an accessory after the fact when he admitted to officers he helped bury Jessica's body after she was sexually assaulted. Blum said Willis called him the day after Jessica's disappearance and said that he had a woman and there was a party. He stated he saw Jessica with a head wound and she was tied up. She was naked and not moving. He also said Jeff had been following or watching Miss Herringa and that he hit her which made her go unconscious to get her in the van, and that Willis raped and tortured her. He said they wrapped her in a sheet and drove her to an area on Sheridan Road where Willis had already dug a hole, and they buried her. Okay, you don't know all of that unless you helped. Yeah, it was very specific. It's very, it's too detailed. So, oh, this is hard. He was sentenced to time served, which was a little over a year, Plus five years of probation no. and had to wear a GPS tether no. for a year. So basically, he pled no contest during trial. And that, I mean, it's basically his word and they had no proof he really helped. So this guy's just walking around. No, stop. Because, like, this is basically the same thing as the last case. Like, he just shut his fucking mouth. And they were like, yeah, sure, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I fucking hate it. What a piece of trash. Yeah, like, how you cover up, like, help cover up a murder and get a slap on the wrist, I'll never know. Like, at least, like, they still haven't found her body. Like, at least tell them where you buried her. Yeah, give the family some closure if you're gonna be a part of that. Mm -hmm. Which, I'm not a part of it. Yeah, fuck, whatever. Yeah, that... No. There's no reason why you would admit to that shit and ruin your whole life like he got fired he got fired from his job of like course he did because that's uh, fucked up oh my yeah. god the shit part is if he would have went to the police after the fact of her herringa's murder Bletch would still be alive they actually just came out with an episode from the girl that was almost kidnapped by him on i survived a serial killer if you guys want to watch it the episode is called rural road reaper Oh my god, I hate that name, but, you know. Yeah. Ugh. But, and I hate to say it, but two good things did kind of come out of this case. Um, And I know what you're saying, like, two beloved women died, what the hell. But, I mean, two laws were kind of signed into place. One was actually signed, but one is still drafted. So, Jessica's law was drafted December 9th, 2013. The bill requires gas stations that are open throughout the night to install and maintain a security system or have at least two employees on shift during these hours. If you violate this, you are liable for a $200 fine, whoopdee, which, I mean, is literally pathetic, but, I mean, it's better than nothing. Unfortunately, it hasn't been signed yet because small businesses are being little bitches. It's always the small businesses. I'm going to say it. Yeah, they can't afford the security system or to hire two people. Bullshit. Well, then don't be open 24 fucking hours. No, because bullshit. You know what? Like, Mike and I got an entire security system for our house for, like, $200. Simply save. Simply Mm -hmm. save. 
Like, literally, we are not sponsored to say this yet, but fucking Simply Safe is so affordable, there's no reason they can't. Yeah, and Simply Safe if you want to sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) No, but this is so ridiculous. If you're going to have a business and you don't care about protecting the rights of your workers, then fuck off and stop being a business. Yeah, and I mean, if you're going to complain and say that you can't afford security systems, then that's fine. Pay the $200 each fine. And $200? Seems like you can't afford that. $200 is just pathetic. Nobody is going to follow a law that you just have to pay $200. Yeah, I totally totally fucking agree. Like, the road laws in North Dakota are fucking pathetic. Like, if you do anything, it's basically a $20 fine. Oh. And, like... Our fucking deaths on the road are really high here. Well, damn. I wonder why. (laughs) So, like, sometimes you need to make it a little higher. But also just for, like, things like this. Like, obviously, we don't want poor people to be the only ones suffering. I think it's good for, like, just small stuff. But when it comes to, like, drunk driving and shit like this, like, you should probably pay a lot. I don't know. If you work at a gas station and you work alone at night... Find a different job. There's so many jobs hiring. Please. Like, we know it's not that easy, but please try. I will hire you. <laughs> Literally, she will. She's a recruiter. She got you. Come see me. I don't want you to die in the middle of the night. <laughs> right. Anyways, um, the last law was Rebecca Bletch's law on May 24th of 2018. It was signed into place that would require convicted defendants to listen to victim impact statements at sentencing. This is something Willis refused to do at the Bletch trial and actually walked out of the um, courthouse or the courtroom. I didn't even think that was an option. Like, that's fucked. I fucking didn't either. But I think it's a good law. You should have to listen to your victim's impact statements. You absolutely should. Because if you can't deal with... How you affected somebody else's life. Maybe, I don't fucking know, don't kill them. Don't kill them. Good advice, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Stop right? fucking killing. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, maybe don't murder somebody if you're not a sociopath. I'm maybe sorry. Maybe don't murder at all. But I'm just saying at least you wouldn't, like, feel it. I just, I don't understand where you get to the point of actually taking someone's life or doing any crime. I don't think you can understand it unless you're capable of it. I'm just going to say it. Like I really I wish that I could, though. Like, like, I wish I could understand it. I don't want to be capable of it. But it's just hard. Yeah. It's hard to do what we do and, like, I don't know. It's hard to do this and not be a serial killer. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. But it's just I can't wrap my head around the fact that people can kill other people. Like... It is fucked up. Like, purposely. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, I just don't understand it. Like, just, just don't do it. Like, that's literally an option to just not do. Like, then you don't even have to go to prison. Apparently, that's not an option because some serial killers are like, oh my god, like, I had to do it. Oh my god, it was so much fun. Like, dude, what? Like, you're going to prison and now you're upset? Oh my god, the consequences of my actions. Taking from uh. this, uh, don't kill Stop killing. We're putting that on shirts. We're putting that on coffee mugs. Stop killing. Don't kill. It's that easy. Have a good day, everyone. Bye. Bye.